Jones. We did it, Dave. We did it. Woo! Hey, everybody. I'm Billy. With me, as always, is Dave. Hey, guys. And this is episode 100 of the Tuesday Night Comics podcast. Never again will we be confined to double-digit episode numbers. Right. We've got lenticular co covers. Yeah. Holofoil, um, die cut. Yeah. 26, 3,600 different variants from A through Z, X, Z. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Be sure to check out midtowncomics.com for an exclusive cover to this podcast episode. <laughs> yes, we have uh, 52 variants coming out. Yeah. Um, and that's just this week. <laughs> that's just today. Tomorrow, right. we're going to drop 50 more. Yeah, so what's up, Dark Knight 3? Okay, so yeah, episode 100. Um, big news this week. The, the Captain America Civil War trailer dropped. Really? I totally missed that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, no, and it is awesome. Um, we get, uh, you see Black Panther in it. Uh, it goes into basically the plot of Civil War. It's making it much more Bucky focused. Uh, he's he's going to be the inciting incident. You know, there's no going. There's not going to be any nitro blowing up like an elementary school, like in the comic book. Um, right, right, it's right. It's going to come down the line of uh, the registration is going to to uh, be this thing that that comes into play because of Bucky and the citizens and the government feeling like these superheroes are running around unregulated. Okay, and yeah. As I was watching the trailer, I was thinking to myself, now I know, you know, Captain America came down on the side of like civil liberties and Iron Man came down on the side of like government regulation. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought that like Tony Stark wouldn't be the government regulation guy. He's the guy who's always like flying in the face of government. Um, like you look at Iron Man 2 when he has to go through before the Senate hearings. And while it, it worked in the comic book, I, it, it doesn't seem to work in the movie universe. Right, right. He seems like a, a rogue, and and uh, Captain America seems... Um, Much more straight-laced. Right. Um, but as I heard one of the writers of Arrested Development say, uh, contradictions create character. Uh, okay. So um, it, could, it could, you know, provide an interesting character a bit to see how he you know how the both of them you know get to the part where they're saying like this is why i'm right you know right i think for captain america it basically comes down to um his friendship with bucket he almost he says as much in the trailer too uh there's a really like heartbreaking scene for tony stark where captain america says uh sorry tony he's my friend and tony stark's like i thought we were friends <laughs> like yeah but this guy's really my friend <laughs> yeah yeah oh man it was like ah oh, such a like a like a just a sad mopey derp face kind of moment for for tony stark there oh poor tony yeah that was the big piece of news this week other than that not much came out i think there was a, a, a I, I know there's a new star wars trailer i haven't watched it though i'm just like i just want to see the movie i don't want to see any more trailers i don't want to know anything about this movie until like it's in front of me Right, I was I was a little bit like that with uh, the Superman trailers. Like mm. I'd be like, 
all right, well, this is really cool. This is really cool. And then I'm like, all right, I, I don't need to to see more of this. I just, you know. Yeah. The same with the Civil War trailer. Civil War trailer is great. However, I don't think I need to see another trailer between now and when the movie comes out in May. Like, don't give me an extended version of this. It'll just give too much away. Right, right. You know, the only thing I it would be cool to see is, like, you know, maybe different action scenes, like, of different characters maybe but like nothing story-wise you know that's right. kind of what you you're like all right this is a good tease for the movie you know and yeah. um yeah yeah and it does look like we're getting all the heroes that were in civil war so black widow and falcon will both be in this movie um it's not clear oh and also in the trailer hawkeye and scarlet which uh were at least shown in one scene i don't know how much how big a role they're going to play in the movie and i, I did not see anything with ant-man but who knows for he's so tiny he might have been on the screen the whole time hey um yeah so i, I kind of feel like we're, we're gonna see probably a lot of avengers 2.0 you know uh right. division scarlet witch yeah all those guys yeah uh, that they introduced at the end of the last movie plus you kind of see in uh, captain america 2 you see um that uh black widow and falcon really seem to be kind of supporting characters in that movie and yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if they maintain that supporting character role um yeah yeah and that makes sense because that's how Brewbreaker set up set it up in his run of captain america which is where winter soldier you know came from um and Black Widow and Falcon traditionally have been Captain America characters, especially Falcon, who made his first appearance in Captain America. Dave, are you ready to play the 100th installment of the 20? Uh, I, I am not. You go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and let's see. I, uh, I came to exactly $20 this week, although I wonder how many of these books I'm actually going to be buying. There are so many great Cyber Monday and Black Friday sales on Comixology. I feel I have now a mountain of comic books I have to read before I get into like buying new comics ever again. Right. Cyber. I kind of I kind of stayed a little bit uh, light on that. I I I grabbed like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Uh, I came to do exactly twenty dollars this week, but you were saying that you didn't um you didn't jump in too crazy on a bunch of the sales. No, um, I I just started reading uh some of the Scott Snyder. <clears throat> stuff uh for batman mm -hmm. and so like i grabbed some stuff there but i, I kind of limited myself to like 20 bucks gotcha yeah I, for the dc buy one get one sale i i didn't buy that much because the you know it, you were only the only things eligible were it had to be digitally published before september 1st and it seemed like everything i wanted to buy for the most part was after september 1st like all the new series even you know justice league united like I read the first issue. And I was able to get the second issue in the sale, but anything past the second issue in that book, it was uh, right. It, it, it didn't count towards the sale. Yeah, you're out of luck with that then, right? Yeah, and so I, I picked up that. I picked up the first three issues of, of Brian Hitch's JLA run, um, but then anything after September 1st, I had to leave on the table and I'll come back to it another time. Yeah, well, you're not too far behind Brian Hitch's JLA run then. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did see there was a big jump um, in the publication dates. I think in the in between issues three and issue four. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So, but for the twenty this week, uh, it's I'm going pretty Marvel heavy. Uh, I'll start with the one DC book I'm, I'm buying. It's from Vertigo, and it's Unfollow Number Two uh, by writer Rob Williams and artist Michael Dowling. And I, I remember being super excited for this book as like a sleeper pick when number one came out and then the following week reporting that number one didn't really do it for me, but I'm going to give number two a shot. I'm hoping that this is a book that just takes like two or three issues to coalesce before it just becomes something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. It's got such a strong premise that I'd, I'd like to give it a shot more than just like, okay, wow me in 20 pages or else. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, the other only non-number one issue I'm buying this week is Invincible Iron Man number four by Brian Michael Bendis and David LaFuente. And Mary Jane Watson is joining the cast of Invincible Iron Man. The cover is an homage to Mary Jane's first appearance in Amazing Spider-Man, you know, the classic uh, Facic Tiger, you fit the jack jackpot uh, uh, splash page by, by, by John Romita. Um, I'm excited for this. I, I, I've seen some fanboys online going a little crazy that, you know, Mary Jane's not an Iron Man character. She's a, a Spider-Man character. But I, I think this is really cool. And Bendis has shown in the past that he writes Mary Jane very well. So I'd, I'd like to see how exactly she's going to be involved with Tony Stark. Right. Like, is, is she coming to work for Stark in some way? Or is she, like, his new romantic interest? In which case, he's going to... I feel like lead to problems with Peter. I, I can't see that ending well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I got you there. Yeah. Um, then number three on my list, speaking of Spider-Man, is Spidey number one by Robert Thompson and with art by Nick Bradshaw. Uh, this focuses on Spider-Man's early days. I don't know if you, if you guys remember the Untold Tales of Spider-Man series from the 1990s uh, by Kurt Busiek and Pat Olaf. Uh, I feel like this is treading similar ground. We're going to see Spidey back in high school and we're going to see classic villains as well as some new ones. Um, the way I look at it is that it's like that Untold Tales series, but with a little more dynamic art with Nick Bradshaw on art. I mean, Pat Olaf's more of like a draftsman, Nick Bradshaw more, very much more animated. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so that brings me up to $12. Next on my list is Daredevil number one by Charles Soule, with art by Ron Garney. Um, this is Charles Soule's next attempt at a lawyer comic after She-Hulk. I absolutely <laughs> loved his She-Hulk comic. Um, so I'm hoping that this uh, that I love this series as much. I don't expect it to be in the same like half-joking tone as She-Hulk or even like the uh, less serious tone of Wade's Daredevil run. I'm expecting something darker here, especially with Lee Weeks on art. Lee Week's art just, you know, lends itself to uh, to grim and gritty kind of storylines, not like bright, happy, sunny day stories. Right. Yeah. And then finally, the last book I'm getting is All New X-Men Volume 2, number one, by writer Dennis Hopeless, art by Mark Bagley. I was a huge fan of Avengers Arena by Dennis Hopeless. I think he writes team characters really well, and... So I, I'm, I'm excited for this, this new run of all new X-Men. It's funny that both creators of Ultimate Spider-Man are now worked on all new X-Men, Brian Michael Bendis having written the first volume, and now Mark Bagley is coming on to draw the second volume. That's funny. Yeah, because they didn't work together on the book, they did, but they, they are working separately on it. Right, right. Um, so yeah, that brings me to exactly $20. Wow, well, you know, I, I was having a hard time 
finding uh, what I wanted to read this week. Uh, I'm definitely picking up Cyborg uh, number five, uh, which is three dollars. Yeah, I picked up a few of those Cyborg issues in the DC sale. Uh, basically, all the ones that were marked down to two dollars were buy one get one free. Oh, cool. Let me know how you think they are because yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that. At least you are going to love the art. Yeah, no, that's a definite. With Ivan Rice and Joe Prado, there's no way I'm not going to love the art. Um, and uh, after that, I might pick up Robin War number one just to see what's going on there. Now, oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. That's a five dollar book, so I'm like, so you know, that would put me up at eight dollars. But I'm interested to see, you know, how they're billing this. But uh, if anybody wants to get like a uh, other somewhat continuity-free stories of Robins beating on each other, uh, DC's uh, released a DC Comics Presents Robin War 100-page Super Spectacular Number One by Jeff Johns and Various. And basically, um, they usually do these books when a uh, a a big event's coming out. So, like, you want to read all the times that Robins fought each other, you know, whether it's, you know, Tim Drake and uh, Jason Todd or Tim Drake and, you know, uh, Damien, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they, they jam them into these books. They're, you know, relatively cheap, and you could kind of get a, a quick history of the characters' relationships with each other. Um, however, I know that, so I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, I did see that they were releasing that. I feel like PC hasn't released one of these books in a while. Uh, yeah, you're right. They haven't. I mean, they did them uh, closer, like around like, I feel like Infinite Crisis, they were doing stuff like this a lot, you know, where yeah. they were reintroducing, you know, they're dusting off old characters that they hadn't used in a while, uh, like members of the Shadow Pact and Adam Strange and stuff like that. And since that time, DC has been doing a good job of you know, keeping them in the forefront of the DC universe for like, right. you know, like BC level characters. Um, and uh, outside of that, I'm going to be picking up Extraordinary X-Men number three mm. by Jeff Lemire with art by Humberto, uh, Humberto Ramos. Um, and I'm surprised because usually every every week that we do this, I go and I search Lemire uh, Robinson <laughs> and uh, Hickman and see what they're putting out and 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 Jeff Johns too and uh, you know usually I grab their superhero work uh, sometimes I'll grab their uh, you know independent work mm. and um, somehow I miss issues one and two. Oh yeah um, and this is the this is the book where um, old man Logan has joined the X Men. Yeah, and he's on the team with teenage Jean Grey, which just seems weird. Yeah, it it seems like you know. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah is the uh, right word for that. Yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little a little like weird pedophilia ish vibe that you're like Ugh. yeah like, that's exactly what, what i was getting that yeah creepy uncle <laughs> <laughs> creepy uncle logan yeah uh, drunk uncle logan yeah 
So I'm excited to uh, read this. And so, you know what? I'll probably spend the rest of my 20 uh, catching up on those other two books prior to that. Nice. Yeah, I, I have so many books to catch up on. Um, I, I, you know, you had had praised eight uh, by by Raphael Albuquerque, and that was the trade for that was on sale for three bucks on the Dark Horse Black Friday sale. Yeah, I mean Cyber Monday sale. So I had to jump on that. Their I Cyber Monday sale was ridiculous. Oh my God! So many trade thirty trades for three dollars each. I ended up picking that. Uh, I picked up Lady Killer and single issues on their Black Friday sale. I would have been better off um, waiting two days and, and and getting it on the Cyber Monday sale. Right. Uh, and it's funny because I bought the Lady Killer issues Sunday night, like, like right before the sale ended. If I just waited till the morning, I could have got the trade instead. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but I also picked up there was a Hellboy uh, and the BPRD trade, and then also. Um, Richard Corbin's Rat God, I almost bought. I ended up not buying it. How did you like that series? I want to like... Yeah, I fell off it quick. Okay, so I'm glad I left that one on the table then. Um, I picked up uh, uh, Big Guy and Rusty or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot. Yeah, I never read that, so I was like, oh, I'm going to grab this. Yeah, I never read that either. That's by Jeff Jarrow. Actually, I grabbed that as well. So, so the two of us will have to read that and, and report yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, that that it's funny that Dark Horse sale really eclipsed the DC sale because I was like, okay, this DC sale, the books I want for the most part aren't eligible for the sale, and then also the ones that are, I was like, I can get a whole Dark Horse trade for the price of two DC comics. Right, um, and um, I did. It was nice. I grabbed a couple annuals that like uh, I wanted to get for a series that. Usually DC doesn't put their annuals in their like half off sales. Right. Uh, I was able to grab some of those guys, so that was nice. Nice. So, um, yeah. What did you read this week? What did I read this week? I read um, Dark Knight three number one. Did you read that? I did. What did you think of it? I liked it. It was good. I loved it. Like I was, it it blew away my expectations. Okay. Like uh, and. I say this as someone who hated Dark Knight Strikes Again. Right. I have not read Dark Knight Strikes Again. Um, mainly because, like, I feel like it was coming out at a time where, you know, I was like, why would I want to buy these in three prestige format books when I could put it, wait like a couple months and put it on a nice hardcover next to my. Uh, you know, Dark Knight Returns, obviously. Right. And then it got like, you know, really horrible reviews. And then I had just never ended up buying it. Because um, I was like, ah, you know, now I don't want to spend that, like, you know, the accumulated uh, 20 bucks or whatever for the series. Yeah, of course. Um, I, it, it always annoyed me that Absolute Dark Knight was tagged together with Absolute Dark Knight Strikes Again as, you know, one big thing. Which it's like, oh, I guess it would be the same price either way, but I really don't want Absolute Dark Knight Strikes again, which led me to like never buying that. Yeah, so I, uh, I think it's a, um, I, I, I think I've, I've read some stuff saying that like you know a lot of people, after reading it again later on, 
enjoyed it more because it was something different. You know? Yeah, I picked up it, I picked up all three issues in the Comicsology Frank Miller sale. I haven't had a chance to read them again yet. Um, that was an interesting sale in that you could have bought those three issues individually for ninety nine cents each, or if you wanted to buy like the trade, which is just those three issues, it was seven dollars. Right. Because you know the trade, I guess, has a few extras included, but it, like the extras didn't seem worth paying like more than double the price for them. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think the opposite was true for the All Star. Yeah, I ended up buying All Star Batman and Robin, the trade, which collects one through nine. So you're saving an extra two dollars over buying them individually. It's weird that there are only ten issues of All Star Batman and Robin, and nine of them are in a trade. Right, because it's supposed to continue. Right. Yeah. I I I might I, I don't know if I'm gonna continue with Dark Knight three or wait till it, you know, is packaged again. Um, yeah, it's six dollars an issue, it's kinda tough. Yeah, because you know, like I you know, I don't know when or how long the series is, but that's a that's quite a commitment, you know? Yeah. Um for something that's you know, like in a year or two you're gonna get for like It'll be ninety nine cent. It'll be a ninety nine cent issue. Yeah, like an issue that you're, the trade's gonna be on sale. Right. Like five dollars or you know whatever. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna hold off on that. But as far as a teaser for what I'm in store for, I am. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I did like the way, you know, they very subtly set up uh, the Bottle City of Candor in the opening storyline, and then in the backup uh, made it much more of a thing. Right. So, yeah, and I think that's, uh, I think it's pretty obvious by the end of the book that, uh, you know. Who the master race is. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad that you didn't spoil that for me last week. I, I had like an aha moment when I was like, oh, wait a second. Now I'm getting it. <laughs> I was like, they want to be set free. This all of a sudden is turning into when uh, like New Krypton from a few years ago in the Superman books. Right. But I feel like it's going to be like a different take on it. So I'm, I'm yeah, definitely forward to it. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I read was Ringside number one. That was that wrestling comic by Joe Keating, uh, Nick Barber, and Simon Goh uh, from Image Comics. Uh, how and was that? It was really cool. I liked it a lot. It, it, uh, it's not just about like the wrestling industry. It focuses on like an old timer who's basically retired and like working as a coach, uh, and then like a new guy who's like coming up through the system. But by the end of the first issue, it becomes kind of a noirish pulp fiction crime comic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it seemed much more similar in tone to Drive and Pulp Fiction than it did to say like any wrestling thing. Like it, it, it takes place in the backdrop of wrestling, but, um, you know, it, wrestling isn't all that the series is. Right. So, like, I, I would definitely recommend this to somebody who had no interest in wrestling, but was interested oh, cool. in like a good crime comic or like a good gritty story. Yeah. Like, if you're the type of person who likes like a pulp story, then you'd like this book. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I read Transformers versus GI Joe Volume One by writer artist uh, Tom Scioli. This uh, comic is so cool. Like, I, I just love it. It's imagine if like. G.I. Joe and Transformers toys were like starring in a comic together because that's kind of how he draws them. 
and it's like through the lens of Kirby and Starenko mixed together. Like the art's very dynamic, and like he does these cool Kirby and Starenko esque layouts. It's 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 an awesome book. I think I think Transformers versus GI Joe might be one of like most underrated books on the stands right now. Really? Yeah, easily the best licensed comic out there, and the most innovative, I would say, licensed comic out there. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and a very fun story too. Like it's done in the like wide eyed you know wonder of the of the cartoon series of both of these like it, it it it's only got like maybe half a foot in reality but uh it it's a lot of fun and it's not as corny as as the cartoon series is when you go back to watch those okay yeah um what did you read this week well outside of dark knight 3 um i read uh peter tomasi and um uh, Patrick Gleason's runs on, uh, or a three-issue run on Batman and Robin, the first series, the pre-New 52 series. Gotcha. And it was really good. Um, yeah, I man, I love that team when they're when they're together. Yeah, and uh, there's just some like really great moments between uh, Dick. Bruce and Damien and I could see why they were like you have to write this book after we you know do this new jump start after uh Flashpoint right and it was it was really fun um it was uh he created a new villain um who was killing his his dad was killed by um Arkham inmates. Mm. So this guy has decided to kill. He would be killing any Arkham inmates, but like he wasn't in Arkham. So what he's doing is saying like, I want to make sure there's no more psychopaths. So he's destroying their family lines as well. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think Victor Zaz killed his father or something like that. Um, yeah, but it was a really, uh, it was a good book. Um, it was great three issues, you know. Um, you know, you don't often hear of like a three issue story arc and be like, wow, those three issues are great. But <laughs> that's a good point. Go and pick it up. Uh, you know, usually like in, in comics, you know, since I think the early aughts, we've, we've had like the six to seven issue uh story arc and yeah it just it was refreshing and like just a great great story yeah i read most of their run together on the new 52 batman and robin series um there are i you know that's um what i should have picked up in that dc sale was there the final bit of their run the robin rises parts that i hadn't read yet right um but and i never read that uh pre new 52 batman and robin that they did together yeah, it's, it was a uh, it was really really good. That's cool. Um, that's awesome. What else did you read? Um, and I, I well I mentioned before I started reading Scott Snyder's run uh, with Detective Comics. Oh, nice. That's the is that the Black Glove? Is that what that's called? Uh, Black Mirror, I believe. Black Mirror, right? Black Glove is Grant Morrison. Right. There's right. The Black Mirror. That's a really cool storyline. 
Black Mask was the story that Judd Winnick did before them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, how, how far into that are you? Um, I'm almost 75% of the way done. Okay. Yeah, when they, uh, when they auction off the, the crowbar, I was just like, oh. Yeah. I thought those, and speaking of three issues, I mean, really, like, I mean, I see there's, like, an overarching story, but, like, he's got, like, uh, the first story arc is that, you know, the the mirror house. Right. Um, and that's like three issues. Um, and then you get a two-issue Gordon-centric tale. And then you're, then you jump into um, uh, this new story. Uh, the new story that I'm on is uh, Tony Zuko's daughter, right? Bank, and so I think there's there's several things here that I think Scott Snyder is doing fantastically and 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 really smart. And one of the things is that he's giving Dick his own uh, enemies, mm. just like uh, Morrison was doing in some ways. Um, you know, with like Pig. Uh, uh, Professor Pig and uh, and the Toad, right? All and all those guys, but he did that with I think um, he's building that with James Gordon Jr. Yeah, yeah, that James man, James Gordon Jr. He writes him so creepy in the in that run. Yeah, and I think what's very uh, interesting. Is that you know you have the dynamic of um, Gordon being a father figure to James Jr. and you know Bruce being a father figure to Dick and them both now kind of being equals to each other. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't really seen them interact yet, but that's what I'm kind of seeing, maybe building like that he's kind of paralleling, you know, like uh, you know the the father and son dynamic there yeah we'll we'll see come to a head later um and uh i i really like what he was doing it, it reminds me of jeff Loeb. okay he did the hush story arc right yes um there was something great to it and there was something that i didn't care about it and and I feel like Scott Snyder, I love it, but mm. Jeff Loeb, I was like, eh. So what I, when I was reading that, now it was a long time ago, so I'm kind of doing it from memory. I remember like, it would be like, reveal Batman character. And, and it kind of felt like it was, if you, when I was reading, I was like, if you didn't know who this character was, like each reveal or each bad guy in each arc that was like revealed to you as you went along, like it wouldn't, hold as much weight with you you know right um but with this uh mirror house story that three the first three issue arc uh he puts those nuggets in there as reveals um but they're not the story doesn't hinge upon them you know you knowing the past and i think it was just like similar thing that he was doing um and again, this is from memory, but it just felt like it to me, you know, uh, but way better. 
<laughs> That's funny. Um, and like, because I felt like as uh, a reader, like when I saw that crowbar, you know, I was like, oh man. <laughs> but that, you know, someone who didn't know what that crowbar was, it was explained, but it wasn't like, you know, you were like, oh, wow, that's pretty creepy. But you weren't like, you didn't get the nerd, oh, man. But right. it because it wasn't like the story hinged upon that. Right. And so I think he paid fan service and told a great story and built upon, you know, this ongoing, you know, 75-year history of, of Batman. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to see where he goes with all this. And I also find it fascinating that he starts with this like really Gordon centric run. And now he has Gordon as Batman. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't really consider that. Um, so yeah. So I'm really excited to just, now I'm like, I want to plow through all this stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, even though Hush has art by Jim Lee and features pretty much every major villain in the Batman like mythos and rogues gallery, I would say that the Black Mirror is the better, um, you know, library copy to have. Like, it's more rereadable, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, Hush was a lot of fun, but it, it just seemed. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't trying to say that I didn't like Hush, but like, right. there was, you know, when you read stuff, I think as you read, like, uh, you know, you have a you as the general, you have a, a, a critical eye of what you're reading. And so you're like, oh, I like this part. I don't like this part. I think this was successful and this wasn't. I really like this. I, I didn't like what he did there. But, you know, you could enjoy this story as a whole while you're doing that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Hush was, I remember just being so excited for it issue to issue. But then I had the same experience with Scott Snyder's uh, Detective Comics run. I remember that was the first book I was reading when it would come out on a Wednesday. And it, and at that point, no one really had heard of Scott Snyder before. And we were just like, this Scott Snyder guy is amazing. Yeah. You know, that was him basically like testing the waters on Batman. And like that, that was his first stab at the character. Great. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, now he's Scott Snyder, all caps, uh, top, of, top of the you know, convention announcements. Right, right. Um... Yeah, so I, I I hope to finish that. Then I think I'm going to, I've been trying to do like a DC, past DC book, past Marvel book, and a, an independent book, and, and that be my like reading chain. So, but it's kind of cool. not to just plow through all of like Scott Snyder's stuff. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and currently I'm reading Sandman Overture. Um, my local library got the oversized hardcover of this, and it is gorgeous. Uh, my only complaint about the hardcover is that I don't know if it's just this copy or if it's for the whole run, but there are some pages where the word balloons are only like half printed. It makes it very hard to read. When it first happened, it was when a character was being introduced, and I was like, oh, he's kind of like fading in. It's kind of like that, that, uh, that issue of Hawkeye that was like out of sequence on Comixology. And like, you know, your mind is like, oh, maybe it's supposed to be this way. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so uh, hopefully if it is a print run issue, DC corrects it next time this book goes to print. Yeah. That, Other that, than that though, I'm really liking the story and it, I'm guessing, yes, it does read much better in trade than it did in single issues. Yeah, I would, I would 
believe that because they they definitely put it out way too soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the trade last time I looked on like Amazon, the trade was pretty cheap. I think the hardcover is available for less than twenty dollars, maybe even fifteen. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much it is at the comic book store, but uh, yeah, it's twenty five. Uh, cover price, but I definitely saw it for like 17 on Amazon at some point. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, Dave, 100 episodes. Yeah. High five across the Google Hangout. Boom. Yeah. Um, I'm psyched. I, it's funny, uh, when I was editing last week's episode, my wife happened to be sitting on the couch nearby, and you know, my voice comes through and it says, hey, welcome to episode 99 of the Tuesday Night Comics podcast. And my wife says, 99? And I was like, yeah. She's like, Really? And I said, yeah. She's like, the two of you have wives? And I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, yes, and they're very happy. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone, if you have been here since the beginning, thank you very much for sticking around for 100 episodes. If you've come on over the course of the run, uh, thank you for joining us. If this is your first episode, thank you for that. I know we, we picked up some new traffic this week. Um, thank, thanks, thanks to the Black Friday post on TuesdayNightMovies.com. And, uh, you know, Dave and I are going to be back next week with episode 101. Yeah, we will. We will. Yeah. So in the meantime, uh, everyone have an awesome Tuesday night and have an, a great new comic book day tomorrow on Wednesday. Yeah. We are only 100 episodes away from episode 200. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. It would appear that our excitement broke the internet.